As a father with boys and girls, we have three of each. It's really amazing how different their expressed needs are. I know that they have some similarities in terms of what they need from me, but boys, as you're raising them, they want to be physical. They want to wrestle. They want. I can walk by and just kind of lightly punch a kid in the arm, and he'll look at me and smile and know I love you. I don't do that with my girls. I walk by and I give them a hug instead. Um, it's just different for girls. I'm John Fuller, joined in the studio by Dr. Danny Huerta. He leads our parenting department, and he has all the answers as to why this is. Now, Danny, actually, you've got a boy and a girl. What are some things that your daughter needs from you? I would say uh, number one is uh, just reassurance of who she is in Christ. And uh, so showing her affection, showing her that she's important to me, Words of encouragement uh, when she feels discouraged, where I just stop and life-giving words for her. And sometimes she said, well, you have to say that, Dad. Yeah, you're my dad. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And I go, well, but I still can, right? I want to bring life to places where life may be robbing you of of some confidence. And so I want to bring that back in and backfill that. And then guidance. Sometimes there's moments where I have to stop and say, hey, is that the best thing to wear today? Or is that the best decision in this moment? Having those moments of guidance from a dad who cares deeply for her, that shows love as well. Yeah. Well, Dr. Meg Meeker has some additional wonderful advice for parents with daughters. I think you're going to really benefit from this conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Dr. Meg Meeker. Dr. Meg, welcome back to Focus. It is so good to see you. Well, thanks for having me, Jim. I really enjoy being with you and John. It, it's just like we're sitting at, in yeah. a kitchen table, enjoying each other, <laughs> having right. coffee. And I really, and I appreciate all the work that you guys are doing. Oh, it's, a, it's a great time in our culture to do this great work, but it's yeah. hard. It is hard. And I so appreciate it. What a great title, raising a strong daughter in a toxic culture. Many parents are leaning in right now. I'm going to start with the big question. What do we have to do as parents, uh, as moms and dads, to help our daughters survive in this toxic culture? That's a big one. It's a big one. I think that it frightens parents. I think a lot of parents, particularly younger parents that I see now, are very afraid. They're very afraid of what's going on in the world. It's bubble wrap time. It is. And you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. And so one of the things that parents really need to do, and this is a hard thing I try to get parents to understand, is to really fully understand the impact that they have on their kids. Mm. Because parents feel they need to send their kids other places to get good influence, like, you know, have a soccer coach be an influencer, maybe have the youth pass to be a good influencer, you know, the piano teacher. um, And that's all good. But really what it comes down to is that developing a strong, deep relationship with a father with a daughter or a mother with a daughter, that's what's going to change that daughter and root her so that when she hits her 20s, she has her wits about her, she has a faith, and she knows who she is. In fact, you point out in the book four key questions that moms and dads need to answer for their daughters. What are those four? Well, uh, Jim, the first question is, where did I come from? And then the second is, am I valuable and significant? The third, is there a moral standard in the world? And finally, where am I going? Now, parents will hear me say that, and they'll think, whoa, those are pretty existential philosophical questions. Yeah, what does it mean to do those things? But I will tell you, most kids that I see and talk to truly don't understand why they're alive. 
And they don't know where they came from, and they don't know why they're here. Well, let's role play. I mean, you've had thousands of girls come through your medical office, right? Yes, yeah. So even with your own daughters, when it's, where did I come from, what do you say as a mom? Well, I say, before you were born, you were crafted, created, and known by a loving father. So life for you began long before I knew you. So you were made for a very specific purpose, and then you came to the world, and you were made to to be in relationship right and to be in relationship with God and me and dad and your brothers and sisters and even that we know that girls are craving relationship that's why they're going to social media But we don't teach them that. So you're born for a relationship. You're born for a purpose that wasn't designed by me or dad, but it was designed by God. So let me help you walk that way. But it sounds very simple, but most girls don't know that. They well, just... and have it reinforced. Exactly. You know, they may be wondering about it. Right. And it does address the where did I come from, am I valuable and significant, which is so core, in my opinion, watching daughters. Again, I don't have daughters, but I think that's something they seek out even more than boys hmm. at they that do. age. They do. Um, but that big question, is there a moral standard? You know, I've heard sociologists talk about the fact that women actually control the lever of the civility in a culture because they tame, and I don't mean to reduce this to instincts or anything like that, but women influence men heavily, Mm -hmm. and they have a number of assets to do that, intimacy emotionally, intimacy physically. Women are the control factor. They're the ones that either say yes or no. So that question, is there a moral standard, is so critical to a daughter. How do you answer that one? Well, because girls don't feel there is one because... Well, they're told there isn't one. They're told there isn't one. And I saw the shift of the moral standard from the 1970s to the 80s and 90s, old enough to have seen what happened when women were said, um, you don't have to go this way. It's fine, you know, with a sexual revolution. You can say yes to anything. It's your choice. But really, it ended up exploiting women terribly. So... But what I'm trying to say in the book is, as adults, we can work through, okay, we don't have a moral culture, but I have moral standards is what I want to do, but kids can't. Kids are very concrete thinkers. Okay, well, if that girl says, um, if she's in the third grade and she comes in and her name is Tammy, and the teacher says now she's Tommy, and I don't understand this, and something's wrong with me. And they, they lose their way. They huh. lose the ability to say, what am I seeing? What is right? What is wrong? What is up and what is down? And it's very, very confusing for them because they they need a path to stay on and move forward. And when you take that path away, they literally feel like they're floating in no man's land. Right, and they're easy prey for easy, a culture that prey. is looking to devour them, exactly. if I could say it that way, the yes. evil in the culture. Danny, there's a longing in every young girl's heart to feel accepted. It, it seems like there's kind of a crescendo, though, around middle school where... Um, I'm struggling to fit in here. I can't tell anybody about it. This is a real area of concern for uh, daughters. How can we speak those words of encouragement that you referenced earlier in a way that is received by that girl? Right. It, it really, I mean, it's important for us to understand that it's 
it's to the point of survival for a, a daughter in, in the brain itself. Uh, it shifts around that 13, 14-year range where having a connectedness and an acceptance with peers is a matter of survival. And so we want to acknowledge that, have empathy towards that. When they're not feeling connected, listen, say, hey, what, what is that like for you? And what do you need from us during this time? And uh, what are some words that are life-giving to you? We know that this is difficult. It's sad. What, what do you think would be a, a good option here? Help them be able to gain some control. And they may say, I don't know. I just hate this. I'm a bad person. I'm unlikable. To just argue back on those is not going to be helpful. Right. Say, hey, so how did you come up with that? Do you truly believe it? And we've talked about this before, John. Who has spoken truth into your life? Who gets a vote in saying who you are? That's an important question for a daughter to begin to ask herself. Where are they getting most of their message, and why do they long for acceptance with certain kids? Many times uh, there, are, there are daughters looking for specific acceptance and affirmation from specific people, and it's important to understand the why. Yeah. What is it about them that is important to you in to, to validate who you are? Well, how, how did that come about? So go for understanding, and then from there, being patient, present with them, and then as time allows, uh, entering with words that are encouraging and true, where you're observing and saying, you know, I noticed that you did this this way. I noticed that when you were drawing, you were all in, and I'd love to see the drawings you have. Continue to give words of affirmation where they mm -hmm. make sense, not just empty ones, but those words, even if they reject it, continue to give that because they, they do appreciate it. They're just in a darker spot. Yeah. That's really good. I appreciate that so much. And, um, you know, at our website, we have a number of free resources to help you in this parenting journey. We're going to link over to one article in particular, uh, which Danny wrote. It's called 13 Lessons Dads Can Teach Their Daughters. You heard his heart, and uh, I think you'll find that really beneficial, no matter how old your daughter is. I'm thinking, yeah, it's never too late for me to pour in those affirming words and to notice the things I love about my daughters. They're all adults now. And if the conversation really hit home for you and you're thinking, I want something even um, more encompassing than Dr. Meg Meeker's book, is outstanding. Raising a Strong Daughter in a Toxic Culture. And we're making that available to you for a generous donation of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family today. Make a monthly pledge if you can, or a one-time gift of any amount, and I will send that book to you. You'll find the details in the episode notes. When you have a minute, hop on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show and leave a rating and review, please. We appreciate your feedback. That helps us uh, kind of spread the word organically. Uh, we have a lot of people tuning in for these podcasts. And uh, we want this message to get out further and broader. So please help us out with that. And thanks in advance. Well, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us today. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. <laughs>